So we're finishing up Zion here. So our question was still this idea of what's wrong with just humility for humility's sake. In other words, why not just say that the that the simcha should come from the humility? What's this idea of simcha shal mitzvah specifically, right? And then we brought a whole um, we brought a whole mushal here with regards to davening, that there are. Uh, Two different ways, essentially, that he's saying of looking at the at the, the at the whole situation. Number one is by looking at how Hashem is decreasing in terms of his energy, in terms of giving out lower and lower levels of energy as he goes down into lower and lower worlds, and look at each world as a part of the Sederish Talshalus, and that's how to how to work on it. However, we said that a you know a Jewish neshama is really impacted not by the ha'ara, the ray that's coming out from Hashem, but by Hashem Himself, right? That's really what is what is impacting, what's really impacting Him, and that's that's really the nakuda. So we said in the same way here that mitzvahs, right, are coming from Torah mitzvahs. We brought is coming from the levels of, right, from the pnimius of the pnimius. And when we brought last thing we talked about yesterday was the idea of pnimius akeser. We said keser bechlal is the idea of a mamutza. It's an intermediary, right? Which means that it has a portion of the upper thing and a portion of the lower thing. That's the idea of an intermediary, right? So really what we have here is that the orange of himself is mamish in the cancer. Okay, we got to Lakach, or we got to Zehu. I think that's where we got to Zehu. Yeah, Vizeu Shekasu on three hundred and ten. That this is what it means when it says in the Pasuk in Parashas Kisavo that since you didn't serve Hashem with happiness, with a full heart, right? So then you're gonna serve your enemies. And the the idea that it says in the rest of the sentence is Miraiv Kol. <laughs> which literally means from like the like the, the from the all from the majority of the all the majority of the good. So Rashi translates it as saying that because you didn't serve Hashem when things were good, right? So then you're going to have to serve Hashem in a bad state of being basically. The Arizal essentially says what that what really should be happening is a person should be having this unbelievable simcha from what from mitzvahs, more than the simcha that he has from a gashmi stick thing. That that's really where it should be coming from. Over here he says, what? That here he's saying what? He's saying that it's even greater, the simcha a person should have in this world for doing a mitzvah is even greater than Rav Kol. Here he's referring to it as the world to come. That that's, that's the idea. Right, because in the world to come, right, we know that we're we are experiencing right godliness, right, and that way. However, it says should be yud nivra that it says with the letter yud, right. He created the world to come. But at the end of the day, it's only one letter from Hashem's name. But the mitzvah atzma itself. However, as we established in yesterday's class, 
that the mitzvah itself, its shayrish, is from the pnimius haratzon ve'etzim of the Eibishter himself. That's where it's coming from. That's why in Pirkei Avos it says the reward for a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. In other words, you can't get any higher than that. That is the greatest thing you could possibly do. It's written elsewhere. So what are we saying here? What we're saying here is that the whole world to come, right, is all from Hashem's name, from the Yud. Okay, it's the highest level in Hashem's name. But on the other hand, a mitzvah in this world, now, right this second, doing a mitzvah is the Abishar himself you have. So a person should be very excited about that. Because that's something that's beyond. It's similar to the idea we said, if you remember back in Parak Beis, we were talking about the idea of the nefesh alukis. Like, and, we went, and remember I went around the room and I said, okay, what is your greatest, what is your greatest attribute? Right? And uh, you didn't get tricked by the question because someone probably tipped you off or something like that. But the point being what? The point being that people say, oh, he's intellect, he's uh, so funny, he's so nice, he's so kind, he so, uh, has so much compassion, whatever. All of these things are things of oil mazet. They're wonderful things, and we all want them, and we all need them. But that at the end of the day, these are all descriptions of things that are happening in this world. Masha Enkim, when you say the Nefesh keys, the Nefesh keys is something that's beyond this world. Nefesh keys is beyond creation. It's part of the Creator Himself. So that's something that when a person really, and a person has to, like I've been, I've been thinking about it as obviously as we're learning this Mimer, right? You walk around and you think about it, like in order to really reach this level, you have to spend time like really thinking about it. Like what is, who is the me? You know, what is the me? And what, what do I have to be like really happy about? And it's spending the time really like going much more bepnimius in oneself to recognize this factor. So the same way here, that the mitzvah is really the greatest thing you could possibly do in this world. Because it's something that is really lamaila from this world and even the next world. And that's the Chiddush here. That's why we have to say that the Arizal, that's why he was able to reach such high levels of Ruach HaKadosh and Gidli Eliyahu Davka from Simcha Shal Mitzvah. That he was so happy with this essential yeah, Simcha. It wasn't just a general simcha. And not even the simcha in Hashem from, that comes from davening, which is not unofficially a mitzvah. Right? In other words, it's not a chiv the taira to do. Right? Like it says about Rab Braina, that his face, like the smile didn't leave his face. Right, that he put together, right, the idea of Gula and Tfila, right, Afghan the Davin is talking about in in Brachas on uh, page test that over there that he put Gula and Tfila together and he was he was totally he was so happy all day long, right? So we explained before that the simcha that's only coming from a lack of feeling of self, namely the level of a bittel, shehu midas ha'anava, which is anava, ba'al kein ha'anava va'asimcha, echad ma'amish, and we said before, right, the anava and the simcha are one, 
He was able to reach through the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. In other words, the combining of these two aspects of the Anava and the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, because the Anava and the Simcha go together. But he recognizes that this is the Iker point, that this is the key to the whole game. That he has the the, uh, the opportunity to do a mitzvah, the opportunity to learn Torah, the opportunity, these opportunities should blow his mind. That's why he was able to reach the levels of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shahaya Anam Mikol Adam, which it says about Moshe Rabbeinu that he was the most humble of everyone. Right, that his because the simcha comes from its branches out from the anava, from the humility, and like it says, he was the greatest anava that there was. That he was able to grasp, right, uh, even prophecy in Ruach HaKadosh. Now, we have to go further. Because we have to now, we now explained the Simcha. We now explained Simcha Shal Mitzvah. We explained back into the beginning of the Maimur why the Arizal was able to reach, right, to the levels of Ruach HaKadosh and Gili Eliyahu. And now we have to go back to the first line of the Maimer, which was talking about Vyasu Anavim Bahavaya Simcha, which literally means that the humble ones will add to the Simcha in Hashem. So, what does that mean that you're going to add to the Simcha in Hashem? In other words, it's not saying that the Tzadikim, right, are happy with Hashem, for instance, example, right? Simcha Tzadikim Bahashem, right? Like that the Tzadikim become happy because they think about Hashem or they're involved in Hashem. That's not what we're saying here. Here we're talking about Hashem. We're adding Simcha in Hashem Himself. So what is that? First of all, what's the idea that Hashem has Simcha Bechlal? Because it's saying that you're adding to it. It's not saying that you're making Simcha in Hashem. No, you're adding. Meaning that something is already existing. Namely, a level of Simcha in Hashem. And we, by being Anavim, are able to add to that Simcha in Hashem Himself. So let's, let's get into it here. And with this, we'll be able to understand in this parak more about the idea of what simcha is in terms of like how to look at it in terms of ourselves, like in terms of our souls. Like where does it come from? How does it? Where does it position itself in terms of the whole soul? What does it mean? Right? What does it mean? What it means is that the humble ones are able to add additional simcha in Hashem Himself. Which comes right through the simcha shal mitzvah, which is branched out from the anava. In other words, like we said in the last paragraph, that the anava is there, and he feels so incredibly grateful that he's able to do a mitzvah, and therefore he feels the unbelievable simcha that he like that uh, that overwhelms him through this mitzvah right that he's doing and this unbelievable feeling of simcha which is bechinas bitul ha'atmus legamrei kanal which is the level of bitul of complete bitul in an absolute way now says ki be'isarusa de latata nisayre isarusa de la'ela gamkin al derech so just like we see in so many places in Hasidis that it says an arousal from below causes there to be an arousal from above, which means that Hashem mirrors us in terms of the way we are uh, expressing ourselves and the way we're conducting ourselves and the way we are uh, serving Hashem, right? So Hashem will mirror that exact thing. 
So by us having an arousal from below and having this unbelievable simchas mitzvah, it's somehow causing this isurusadilaela as well. In the essence of Hashem Himself, which is way beyond the levels of the right, way beyond the levels of the Eilamos. Good? Like that there should be a level of Simcha, like it says, that Hashem will be happy with His creations, with His made, made products, as it says in, in uh, Tehillim, namely, uh, that we're that we're going to see this. In other words, throughout this parak, we're going to be, you know, going back to that to that line, so to speak, to that concept. What does this mean, right? That Yisma Hashem b'Masav. What is that? What, what is that referring to? Like, what what are we talking about there? Okay, so let's see. Good, we're on three twelve. Yeah. So it says like this: Bechinas Sasimcha Baatmus Hamatzil. So this idea of the simcha. What does it mean? How could you have a simcha? In the etzim of Hashem Himself, like what, like what is that? Where does that come from? Who garim bechinas bitulatz musmo? That namely, if we go back to what we're saying all along in the Maimer, this idea of simcha and anava are one thing, which is the idea of bitul. So the question comes out: What does that mean? The concept of bitul in Hashem, like what, like what, what does that mean? Like how does that? What first of all, what does it mean? How does it manifest? Like what, what are we talking about here? Like it seems like such a strange way to describe, you know, a something in Hashem. Like, like what does it mean? Hashem has a bittel? Like, like what, what is that? What, what, like, what, what are we referring to? How does that, how does that play out? Where, where are we going with this? So he says like this. The Hainu explains, L'tzamtzim is atzmu kviachol v'li as makar l'makar b'hispashtus gili oirav v'neetzalim v'nivrayim. So what does it mean? It means that he is removing himself, so to speak. He's taking away from himself, and instead he's giving, right? Meaning coming a mocker to the mocker, a source to the source, to the expression of gilui, of the light, into all the netzalim. Netzalim here means the emanations that are in the world of Atzilas. And nivraim, nivraim bechlal, means those in the worlds of Briyatir and Asiyah, Right, namely in all the different worlds. So, what do we say when a person, right? Let's say a person has a hundred dollars. Right, person has a hundred dollars. He can spend it on himself. Right, he could say, "Okay, I want to, I want to go buy a uh, shirt, or I want to buy a suit, or I want to buy whatever he wants to buy." Right, and he takes his hundred dollars and he goes out into the store, he buys a suit, he buys a whatever. What does it mean to? give to someone else like let's say the Indian of tzedakah when you give to someone else it means that you're taking away from the self it means you have to remove yourself from the picture to be able to give to another person so let's say it in, I mean in the most ridiculous muscle is this muscle of $100 right so instead of spending $100 on me I'm spending $100 by giving it to uh, this person who needs to eat food so on the one hand, oh, I'm doing such a good thing, right? I'm giving $100. But it's really taking away from oneself because no matter who you are, you always really want to take care of your own needs first. Your own needs and your own wants. That's the nature of a Nefesh of Bahamias. Nefesh of Bahamias by nature is always in a state of wanting to, you know, make that nest egg type of thing. You know, always trying to like make sure that everything is as secure as possible. And one of the main ways of making that security in Ayla Mazah is through money, for example. So the fact that a person would give $100 to someone else 
is by definition taking away from himself. That's in a simple example of money. But it also means an example of like giving mitzad. For instance, let's say that a person is working towards studying for a test. All right? And instead of spending his time studying for the test, he goes and he helps someone else with the same test. So he might be, we could say, he's wasting his time. Right? He should be using his time wisely to study for his test. Instead, he's helping this other person in order that this other person should prepare for his test. By definition, you have to take, you're taking yourself out of the picture. You're limiting yourself by giving to someone else. Now we know, because we've been around Hasidus for long enough to know that that's the ultimate in where, you know, goals and the ultimate in like happiness and the ultimate in all, all different things that we're looking for. But the truth is, if you, if you scratch the surface a little bit deeper, you understand, a person understands that that is by definition a giving of the self. Same thing with Hashem. Now, what are we saying here? He's taking away from himself by, in order, enabling the worlds to be. The first thing that happened in all of, all of creation is he had to remove himself in order to make room for the worlds. Similar to a relationship. A relationship is all about me removing myself in order to give room to the other person to express themselves. If I'm constantly just spouting my opinions and my thoughts and my uh, point of view, it doesn't give any room for the other person to have a point of view or to have, a, to have anything. It's all about me. You guys following? You with me? So that's the idea. So the same thing with Hashem. The first thing He had to do in order to create the world is He had to remove Himself. He had to mitzamsim Himself. He had to mivatal Himself, so to speak. And then he was able to give a spashtus of or. This is specifically through the idea of simcha b'hashem. Namely what? The avoda, right, of a person here, lamata, namely through his avoda of simcha and hashem. That, like we said before, it's a rusa de letate, it's a rusa de leila. That's what it means when it says that the tzaddikim are happy with Hashem. So in other words, what are we saying? What we're saying is like this, that through our avoda down here in this world of making this happen in ourselves, we cause a corresponding expression of it in the world in the upper world, with Hashem. That's basically the idea that we're saying here. By me bringing out this simcha in myself, of mavatling myself, by being an anav, by being a simcha shal mitzvah, so likewise, Hashem is going to, so to speak, remove Himself more and able to be able to make room for the worlds to exist and to bring down the light into the worlds. So we have to understand, what does it mean, this additional level? Namely, v'yasvu. This implies that Hashem is already happy. It's just that we're adding to this simcha and Hashem by us being besimcha down here. So what is that? So he says, So first we have to understand what is this idea of this additional simcha 
namely the Indian of Simcha above, right, which causes a, the idea of, so to speak, removing oneself or put, placing oneself to the side, right? Namely, that he's allowing the worlds to exist. He's what is this idea? Like, where, where is it? But what are we talking about? So he says, like a very interesting idea here, a very interesting concept that he's going to bring. That he's going to give the marshal. Let's just say it outside, and then we'll just read it inside. He's going to give a marshal of a person who is a miserly person, a person who doesn't like to give, right? So generally speaking, you come to him and you ask him for something. He doesn't want to give doesn't want to give yet you can see that at certain points of time in his life he takes on the totally opposite trait for example let's say that he has the chasana of his child he has an only child now he has the chasana and that chasana he wants to spend a lot of he wants to buy the most beautiful right dinners and 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 beautiful thing and he wants not just that he wants everyone to come He's ready for everyone to come. He wants to come, come, please have, have, a, have a meal. Have a... You went to his house four months ago and you asked him for uh, you know, a couple of dollars of tzedakah. He reaches into his pocket and gives a dollar. He's not going to give more than that. It's not, it's not shaykh then. Yet at this chasana, he's ready to have this same person come in and he's ready to spend $25, $50 and he's going to, he wants to come, have more, have more l'chaim, have more... Th- like, where does that come from? In other words, there's definitely a trait here. We have a trait that this person is a miserly person. That is his trait. Yet, for some reason, through the simcha that he has, he's able to totally uproot his character trait and become like a different person. Or, for instance, you see the same thing with regards to uh, a person who is like has a, has a major fight with someone else. It's constantly like a real big fight, right? He's arguing with them. He's like, mom, is their enemies. Yet at the chasana of his child, he's ready to invite this person and forget everything. Okay, everything, let's put it all behind us. We're ready to move forward. Let's dance together. And he's dancing with the same person. What is that? If he has a certain feeling, if, he, if he's upset with this person for whatever reason, and he has a reason to be upset with him for whatever it is, Right? How come all of a sudden now he's ready to put everything behind him? A week ago he was he was mamish fighting with him beyond belief. But right now he's ready. Everything is everything is like bygone, right? Everything is finished. So we see that there's some aspect of the simcha that is able to uproot even the essential character trait of this person, which is a fascinating idea. You got you feeling you got any what, you, what I'm saying? All right, let's see it just a little bit inside, and then we'll then we'll stop for everyone to do Hazara. We'll start. We'll explain this first by prefacing it with a mushal of the nature of a person. Right, someone who is a a, a miserly, you know, like a stingy person. He's like, his, his nature is that he wants to hold himself back. He doesn't want to give any money to this anything. He doesn't want to spend, give him time to anything. He's like, he's like a very not giving person. And it's a nature. I mean, I remember growing up with, with uh, you know, like, 
like a, you know certain people like their nature was like to be just so overly generous like whatever and then there are other people their nature is to be like overly like I'm sorry you know very measured every single thing is like a measure like like this you know so we see that there's a there's a there's a there's a very big difference and that's the nature of the person that's the way he was made it's not something like he all of a sudden like figured out you know this would be a good no he, it's like this is who he is for example, if people come to have a meal with him, he doesn't give them anything. Now, the example that he's going to give is of Nebel. Nebel HaKarmeli was uh, a whole story when David HaMelech was running away from, uh, officially he was anointed king already, but he was running away from Shaul, and he came to Nebel, and he actually sent, he sent his uh, messengers to him, and basically... Right, he it was treated. It was treated. They treated them very, very badly, and he, um, you know, he, like Mamish didn't give any food. He was supposed to ask for food. He didn't give any food, right? And this is the whole story of Abigail. Abigail was the wife of Neville, and Abigail, right, went riding right down the on a donkey and in the middle of the night to bring tons of food to David and Melech that he, that he shouldn't uh, go and kill his kill her husband. Right, obviously, you know, that was that was the whole story over there. So it says like this: Come on, Neville, Carmeli, Ten, David. He didn't want to give even anything to the servants of David. However, when this person that we're referring to, this muscle of this miserly person, whoever it happens to be, has a meal, right, and a party for the son for. A, the chasana of his son, the kai or anything like this, bishar suda also simcha or some other suda of simcha, right? Come on, nevela karmali ma'isa suda gedoyle goes to say tzayna the kai or for example, even nevel himself, when he would make a huge uh, party, when they were going out to shear the sheep, he automatically changes his whole nature. From the nature that he had before. Venase Pizron Vechazdan Gadol. All of a sudden, Pizron means like, he's like just spending, like without any, without any thought, like just giving, giving it away, so to speak. And Chazdan, from the word Chesed, just a, all of a sudden becomes like an incredibly Chesedic person. Come on, Isha Chesed Betivo. Exactly like a person who has that in his nature. In other words, there are people that are born that way, that are just naturally. Chazdanim, right? They're, 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 that's who they are, right? Shekol chayaso, sheikulu b'nei adam imenu roiv tuvo, right? That their whole chayas is that they want to, they want to receive people, they want, they want to give him. Like for example, right? The example is of of Avram Avinu. We'll stop with this, right? Avram Avinu, right? It was so, such a ish chesed that even after his bris meal, he was sitting by the doorway of his tent waiting for someone to come by because he needed to give. So the question now comes, okay, that's the nature of Avram Avinu. He's an Ish Chesed. Right? So we understand he wants to give. So how can it be that this person who is an Ish Kamsan, who is a miserly person, a person who is by nature tight in every manner, in every way, how is it possible that because he has a Chesed of his son, everything goes out the window. His whole nature goes out the window and now he becomes... Similar to, you know, maybe, I don't know if you can really say similar to Avram Avinu, but whatever. But sim similar type of, of Teva. 
How in the world is that possible? So that's the question on the table. And by understanding this question, we'll understand what it is that we are trying to impact in Hashem. Okay, good? All right, let's stop here for today. It's Hashem.